0: Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Megafauna Power Hour. Whoa. I am Chase. I am Beth. And this is the official podcast of AnimalsAreFreakingAwesome.com. And we're here. We're going to be talking about just big old animals. Big, cool animals that are super duper dead.
1: That's not fun.
0: It's going to be super fun. It's going to be like the super funnest. Because who gets to talk about these animals? Everybody... So he's talking about dinosaurs. Do you know much about megafauna?
1: I know nothing about megafauna.
0: Do you know what megafauna means?
1: Uh, From context clues, I'm going to say big animals.
0: Big animals. That is correct. That's that's a good idea. (laughs) Um, Megafauna. Large animals of a particular region, habitat, or geological period. So typically when we talk about that, we're specifically talking about the Pleistocene era which is kind of an epoch, uh, which is like right around the Ice Age. So you're thinking your big Ice Age animals, you're thinking your mastodons, your mammoths, your saber-toothed tigers, stuff like that. Um, I gave away some of the the biggest and the baddest. Do you know of any other uh, cool uh, megafauna that might come out around that time?
1: Alligators. I have no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, alligators are probably still around at that time. Alligators are a long, persisting creature.
1: They are. They're so old. I, <laughs> I was going to say a bird of some sort, but then all of my bird knowledge went out of my head.
0: Just like a bird. Just flew.
1: <laughs> ha.
0: <laughs> jokes. I got jokes. I got jokes.
1: Well, you know what? Me too.
0: Boom. Give me a joke.
1: Uh. I meant there are jokes to come
0: There will be jokes to come Plenty of jokes to come Uh, Do we just want to get into it? Let's do it Alright, we're going to just get into it Uh, This is our first episode, so bear with us While we kind of get a feeling for what we want to do How we want to structure things And how we want to tell our stories But uh, first thing we want to do is Introduce you to our bad boy of the day And that bad boy is the giant sloth. That's right. We're going old school. We're going giant sloths. Beth. Yes. Do you know anything about a giant sloth?
1: It's giant and fluffy.
0: It is probably fluffy. We can't totally be sure about that. We don't have a lot of hair uh, from that time. We do surprisingly have some hair from that time. There was a, I was reading about it. It's called the Shasta uh, ground sloth that was preserved in a cave, that there were hair particles left in that mummified sloth. Gross. Kind of gross. Kind of gross, but we do have some hair follicles left to know what its hair was kind of like. Can't tell you much about the fluffy quality, uh-huh. seeing how it was dead for roughly 11,000 years.
1: It's a long time.
0: That's a long time. It's a long time. Um,. But no, uh, we can uh, start talking about some ground sloths. So ground sloths are very distantly related to our modern sloths.
1: So is it like the sloth in Ice Age?
0: Sloths in Ice Age, yes. Uh, It is very, so, what was his name, Sid? Sid. 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 That's the only one I remember because I did not bother to watch whatever, there are like seven of those now.
1: I know, there's so many.
0: So many. I watched like half of the first one.
1: I've seen that first one a couple of times.
0: Yeah. It was good enough. Yeah. But that's all I really remember of that movie.
1: Maybe I've seen pieces of maybe the third one. I don't remember. I don't know.
0: I just know there's a, a squirrel that likes <gasps> nuts. Yes. Like Scrat or something Scrat.
1: like that. I do scrat's so great. <laughs> He's good. He's a good dude. Is he still
0: He's probably still <gasps> going after that acorn.
1: Oh no, he totally still going after that acorn. But I don't think they had his balloon anymore in the Macy's Day Parade.
0: <gasps> Did they replace him with Goku?
1: But Goku is a great replacement.
0: I mean, if you're going to be replaced by anything, I guess Goku the way to go. You know. It's the way to Goku. Ha. Told you there will be jokes. Uh, not good ones. Not good ones at all. Um, but, uh, giant sloths. Giant sloths. Um, interesting. Uh, we want to be uh, talking about the fact that we talk about giant sloths. They're giant ground sloths. That's uh, an important thing to uh, distinguish because our modern sloths are not really ground sloths. They are dramatically different from our ground sloths as they never really touch the ground. They are what we call suspensorial, which is a new word I learned while researching this. I have never heard of that word before. It means su- you live by suspending from trees.
1: I want to live that life. It's a good life.
0: It's like a hammock life.
1: Ooh, hammocks.
0: <laughs> um, but... um but yeah, so uh, modern sloths don't even really know how to walk well on uh, on the ground. While giant ground sloths, that was predominantly how they moved around. They were quadrupedal. They walked on all fours most of the time. That's how they moved. And that's a big distinction to kind of remember is that they are very much different uh, than what we consider a sloth today. We're not picturing those cute little fur babies that hang around just blown up. These are very much very different creatures uh, but are very much still, still connected to them. They're related but they're not, there's not really a modern analog for this animal. There's not something that you can point to and say, hey that is exactly what was walking around 11,000 years ago.
1: I'm pretty sure though that that if Chris Kristen Bell saw one, she would weep still.
0: I'm pretty sure. Like, you just say the word sloth, and she's like,
1: ah!
0: And she just starts starts wailing and
1: crying. And 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 then, like, this
0: this giant horse-looking thing walks in, and she's like, I don't care! It's still lovely!
1: It's still a sloth!
0: It's still a sloth! It's my sloth! And it'll be great. Yes. Then she'd probably love it even more. A sloth she can ride? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And... well, you can still hug. You can still hug a sloth. I know, but you can write it and, like, hug it like a person. Yeah. Unlike a baby. Like, I, I picture hugging <laughs> a baby sloth like hugging a baby and hugging a giant sloth like hugging a person. Yeah,
0: like like a, a giant sloth can ho- hold, you, hold you like a man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But I want to learn. I want to learn some things. Yeah,
0: we're gonna learn some things. Um, As as far as I could, uh, my research I could find, uh, which is very difficult. I'm very not good at research. (laughs) Um, uh, They've first appeared roughly 35 million years ago. Um, It's a long time ago. I can't really conceptualize that amount of time. Um, It's a lot of ice ages ago. Mm -hmm. Um, This is during the Miocene epoch, the Pliocene. Uh, and the Pleistocene. Um, these are a lot of epochs. A lot of fun research we have still to do. We'll, we'll get it. We'll do an episode on epochs and eras, just for fun, so we know more about these terms. <laughs> um, they are uh, sloths in general. Uh, both these ancient sloths and sloths today are what are called uh, xenarthrans. It's a, uh, it's a classification of animal that includes armadillos and anteaters. So they're all kind of connected together. They all are kind of related. And they're named after like, they're called Xenarthra I think means strange joint, which is like the strange joint that's like in their spine. It's like a weird fusion that actually like helps them burrow. It like frees up their arms to like dig which is really interesting because if you look at their hands, they have, like, these crazy long claws. You can see it in, like, modern uh, sloths that they use to, like, kind of hang around. Then your ancient sloths have these long claws as well that, you know, a lot of people believe are used to burrow. Um, And these fusions of the the spine is kind of what frees that up. Uh, And it's very cool. Um, uh, But, yeah, that's... What leads a lot of science to believe they were good diggers. Um, but these are kind of. I said Arthur's just a fun word to say. It, fe- it feels very alien. And all three of these animals are very alien to begin with like a sloth, an armadillo, and an anteater. It just sounds like the setup for a very bad joke. <sighs> a sloth, sloth and an, an anteater, and an armadillo, armadillo walk into a, a barn. bar. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: fact that we said that we did it together—that <laughs> was great, guys. Uh,
0: love I, I love it. I love it. So uh, that's kind of the the kind of kind of folks we're dealing with, um, um But when we look back at uh, ground sloths, there are so many radical variations. You know, when I set out to uh, cover this animal for this uh, for this podcast. I set out, I'm gonna do the mega theorem. And the mega theorem is the biggest, the baddest, they're the big boy. When you think of the giant ground sloth, the big, big as an elephant, 20 foot long, 12 foot tall, you know, he weighs 5,000, not 5,000 tons, that is a lot of tons, (laughs) Um, five tons, Uh, he's a a big boy. Um, So I was thinking about that. And the more I read, the more you just see this kind of sloth, this kind of sloth, this kind of sloth. There's so many. There's actually, I was reading anywhere between 80 and 100 different genera of sloth. That's 100 different types of ground sloth that were created and evolved throughout time, uh, throughout this time. And uh, they were actually created into, um, they are broken down into Four distinct families and those families are the um, megalonics kids the megalonic kids which uh the two-toed sloth of our modern day uh is actually a descendant of um he uh we also have the megatherid which is where our our bad boy the megatherum would live then we have the milodonatid and then the no throw fear it I totally nailed all of those, cause I'm a scientist.
1: Science. science,
0: science, super good at science. Um, and then you have, uh, if you are you're actually looking back at all these different kind of um, uh, different families, you look back at the three. So you have two different modern sloths. You have your three-toed sloth and you have your two-toed sloth. And so we th- said that our two-toed sloth comes from the megalonychids. <laughs> um, uh, But our 3 toed Sloth actually evolved so distinctly way back when that it actually seems to be a completely, a radically different offshoot from all of these. They don't really know which branch this guy came from, and it almost lives on its own kind of weird world. So it's... It's an w- interesting little bugger, and the fact that he kind of lives out here with this other guy, and these are the last two that kind of survive out of all of these, are a very interesting thing, and in that they kind of s- evolved independently of each other. It's really cool.
1: Sounds like the three-toed sloth needs some Ancestry.com.
0: We can't be just doing that. It's our first episode. We can't be plugging stuff we're not getting paid for.
1: You know. Oh, well.
0: Oh, well. How we going to get that twenty-three and me money on our first episode. We throwing out Ancestry and me, Ancestry.com money out there.
1: Or 23andMe. Either one works.
0: Either one works. Or if there's another guy out there that's trying to get his feet wet. We don't know all these DNA things. We're we're all about learning from our history.
1: It's very true.
0: Very true. Sorry, that was very rude. I didn't mean to I just I just don't wanna any future
1: sponsorship opportunities you know (laughs) i was just gonna say it and hey ancestry.com or 23andme or any other dna
0: any other dna's
1: um we're here if you want to sponsor us we're
0: here we're not even through our first we're like 20 minutes in and we're already fishing for money i see how we're playing that's how that's how we do it this day and age us millennials Forget about the love of the content. We're just after that—that that monetization. No. I'm joking. I, I nothing I love more than long dead animals.
1: Yeah. All right, giant sloths.
0: Giant sloths. So, um, speaking of that Megatherium guy, uh, first, uh, bones of Megatherium were discovered in 1787 in Argentina by. Um, a man whose name I did not write down. Oh no. Um, cause this is our first episode, and I'm real good at taking notes. Hey. It's
1: fine. Um. Next episode, we'll we'll make sure we tell you guys. We'll tell,
0: We'll tell. Totally. Uh, check back in, and remind you what that 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 very great man <laughs> to society and history's name was. Um, we also had. A very fun fact, very fun fact about history, our our own American history, because this is very cool, and this is kind of why I brought up this guy, uh, this whole thing in the first place. Because our own, our, our very own founding father, Thomas Jefferson, was a bit of an amateur paleontologist, and it was very cool. And the fact that I get to talk about Thomas Jefferson and a podcast about giant sloths is fascinating and I love it. Um, but in seventeen seventy, no, seventeen ninety-seven, um, Thomas Jefferson actually gave the name to. He actually named 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 a named a giant sloth. Huh. There, uh, the, um, they, there is a uh, uh a type of sloth, giant sloth called the megalonyx and it is a it's a relatively pretty big uh big sloth i believe it's about the size of like probably a big bear and this is a big uh ground sloth and it lived in north america and so John, thomas jefferson he's just chilling and he's like i'm just gonna be here being all paleontology and looking at some bones And he's like, bones, bones, look at those bones, look at those bones. Everybody's like, yo, Tommy J, look at these bones. And he's like, whoa, those are some bones. I'm going to call that a megalonyx for giant claw. Because he got this big, meaty claw. And as we were talking about earlier, all of these giant sloths had these big, curving claws that were probably used to, like, strip. Uh, strip leaves and like dig and burrow and stuff like this, but to just a passerby looks terrifying, like a big monster. So he looked at that and said, I'm going to name you giant claw. And not only that, I'm going to warn a couple of my friends to keep an eye out for some big monster that is surely out there in America that will eat you with those big claws. Those friends just happened to be a little duo named Je- uh, Lewis and Clark, and he's like, "Yeah, there's this big lion-tiger thing called Megalonyx, and you should watch out, and he will eat you." And so, he wanted his own Jonathan Lewis and Clark had to live with that knowledge of uh, this ground sloth that they did not know was a long dead ground sloth was just out there lurking, ready to eat them. Uh, but no, uh, so Thomas Jefferson had a a little a little stake in the history of the ground sloths, and he actually has a, a like a subspecies of megalonyx named after him now. It's called megalonyx jeffersoni, huh. and um, yeah, so that's like a fun little fact.
1: Thomas Jefferson naming sloths.
0: I keep wanting to do. Um, do a Hamilton reference, but all I can think of is Lafayette. And <laughs> I'm like, no! no! I'm not, I haven't listened to that play in so long. And I'm like, tell me, first son! And! and I'm like, that's not how it goes. No. It's not how first it goes. First act, not second act. I know. Also, I don't think we have the rights to just be singing that, so that's why I did it. Wrong on purpose. Copyrights. And stuff. <laughs> I know things. Um,
1: Thank you, and manuel
0: Lin Meow Lin Meow Meow Lin
1: Meow Meow. Man, I love him so much and I just messed up
0: his oh, name. Lin Meow Meow. <laughs> I love I love Lin Meow Meow. He's a great he's a great writer, Lin Meow Meow. <laughs> oh my
1: god.
0: <laughs> um so speaking of the Americas and the ground sloth in America, um, that's kind of where the ground sloths lived for the most part, uh, for the most part being the part. Um ground sloths lived in North, South and Central America. Um they lived in savannas and then forests. Uh I know we're recording in Savannah <laughs> but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the uh the land formation. Yes. Uh, the um uh, some of them lived near sea coast and others lived up in the high mountains. Um some like caves. Because sloths are weird. They're all over the place. But most of them stuck to forested areas, wooded areas, and kind of these big, open, grassy areas. Um, But uh, they – that's kind of the standard. And we talk about how there's so many variations on them. And there's so many different types. And so obviously they – there is no one uniform size. There's no one uniform look. If you – Go and you search giant ground sloth. You're going to get so many different looks, different skeletons, different sizes. They range from the size of a house cat to the size of a literal elephant. That mega is the size of a modern day African elephant.
1: Crazy
0: it's insanity. It's insanity. Um, but to our knowledge, the ground sloth was a very gentle herbivore. It uh did not was not some vicious carnivore ready to tear the flesh and bone from your body. It was just I'm just chilling. Just gonna eat my fruits and my grasses and my avocados. <gasps> did you know? Did you know? This is one of my favorite facts. The avocado probably would not be here if it was not for the giant sloth. What? Yes! Ancient avocados. Or the, because you know how the avocado pit is already so big,
1: uh-huh.
0: that because one of the big ways that um, you know naturally fruits uh, reproduce is animals come, they eat them, and then they spread their seed yeah. uh, as they like defecate them and move them around. How the heck are you getting that big seed and moving it around? Big animals. True. So, without a giant animal like a giant ground sloth who is very into the avocado and sp- constantly spreading the seed around, you're not getting that, 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 um, that fruit to persist. So, that is, like, it's just a really cool thing that, like, if it wasn't for, like, the, just these cool hipster millennial sloths with their avocado toast. Being like, yo, I want to listen to some Mumford and Sons and eat my avocados and be cool. We wouldn't be able to do that today. It's true. So. <coughs> I'm sorry. Um, so that's a really cool thing. I like that a lot about them. Um, so uh, we also want to talk about these, um, their, their claws a little bit. So uh, those claws, we talk about how they probably were used for uh, burrowing. Uh, They were probably used for digging up vegetables and roots and things to eat. But with smaller animals, they were also probably still used for climbing trees, which is probably... um, probably you probably see that still with uh you know dwarf giant sloths which is a weird statement to say dwarf giant sloth um but that's that's probably still roughly around the size of like a bear getting all the way up into a tree you'd have big giant trees that they'd probably be up there in um but they also are like digging through big sections of like stone and stuff with these Big claws, and they're also using them probably for defense and things of that nature. Um, uh, a cool thing um, about. I
1: can't breathe. <laughs> so, haven't, you talk so much. I'm sorry. No, it's a good thing.
0: Okay, good.
1: It's part of making a podcast.
0: I thought you were like, because you were talking about how you like, give me chances to speak. No, I'm fine. Okay. Because I
1: remember that I'm going to get
0: yeah you get a chance at the end i gotta give you all the notes and stuff and i was keep forgetting i can't edit this at some point point. and i'm trying yes. to get it all in one breath and i'm like
1: <laughs> yeah we can definitely edit this
0: um probably not on this take so everybody just heard all of this because um, we're just throwing it in this first one i don't care
1: okay yeah cool what up so uh we're sorry if this is really long um because it will be
0: it will be it's we're getting crazy with it um So there were a handful of things that uh, made their diet special. Um, They were likely eating things that their competitors weren't. Um, So you have these giant animals, and you have tons of them. There's just a lot of variations of them. You have a lot of of concentrations of them. Uh, You had, at some points... Eleven different different types of of ground sloth in very concentrated areas. And it's like, how are you having that money? Big animals living in a space without like becoming aggressive, without becoming competing for resources and stuff like that. Like, how are you doing that? Um, and the key is, one, they aren't picky, so it's not like they're like, I only eat. This tree, and if you're on it, I'm going to kill you for it. Uh, Which a lot of animals will do. You know, they're like, this is my thing, and if you're going to do it, I'll fight you for it. And that's just a very natural animal thing. Whereas these guys were probably like, hey, I'll go eat this instead. Oh, it's tough as a rock? I don't care. I'm a big sloth, and I don't care about stuff. I just, because the cool thing is they, um... Uh, this is kind of a weird thing, but I don't know much about dentistry or teeth. So this didn't really click with me when I first read it, but I had to do a little bit of research. Um, they have no enamel on their teeth.
1: How? okay.
0: Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? But apparently that means their teeth aren't hard. Uh, so they're soft, but it also means they don't stop growing. So there's a lot of surface space. For them to just slowly grind and grind and grind and grind on tough, meaty uh, foods. And they um, have extremely high, their teeth are highly crowned. So uh, like their gums, Mm -hmm. like their teeth rise like a lot off of their gums. So you just have all of the surface space with which they can just chomp 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 and chomp and chomp and chomp and chomp and chomp. So they're not, like, conserving teeth. Like, they're not worried about breaking off a tooth or worried about being picky and protective of their mouthware because it's just going to keep coming back and back and back and back. So they can sit there and just grind on certain things which other animals are avoiding. And so they're just cool. And they're already... Just they're already conserving energy because this is just a natural sloth thing. Because the thing about sloths, we all know they're slow. The thing that makes sloths slow is called having a low basal metabolism. And so that means that whenever a sloth is idle and not moving, they're not burning energy. So the slower they are, the more non-mobile they are. The more energy they can serve so if they're cool and they're just chilling laying down eating on a stubborn piece of th- food for hours on end they're perfectly content so they are like perfectly designed to just chill and be non-confrontational and just eat their heart's content and be out of the way and it's, like, oh, just a really cool setup to, like, be, like, survi- uh, like a really cool survival system.
1: I want to be a sloth. Right? I just want to live in a hammock and just be slow and eat all day. And just
0: eat all day. Like, you couldn't go and do cool, fun, flippy things ever again. Yeah. Because, like, your body would explode. Because your your body would not know how to handle that much energy, and your body would literally combust inside.
1: That's so true. Um,
0: but, you know, if you're cool with literally never moving from your hammock, again, for like a week at a time, and just sitting there eating Cheetos forever. That
1: sounds wonderful. <laughs> just for a week. Just,
0: just for a week. Just for a week to see how it works. You know. You know, I'm down for it. Let's try it out. Um... So, that's fun. Um, yeah. That's cool. Just checking out my
1: things. Your notes? I think we need to get you bigger notes.
0: I do need to get bigger notes. Um,
1: or a PowerPoint.
0: Ooh, a PowerPoint. Because
1: those are so much easier to read.
0: That is true. I just need to keep these Again. Sources. Okay. um,
1: First podcast.
0: Very first podcast. uh, We're making our way through. um, So, uh, fun thing about... um, So, while they are uh, kings of... Sorry, I hit a thing. Oh. Uh, So, they're all about keeping things slow, but uh, the the interesting thing is that they're actually believed to be capable of more sophisticated range of movement. Than you would expect from a sloth. Because especially if you look at a modern day sloth and you watch one like walk across a road, they look crazy weird out of their mind. Like they have no idea how to walk anymore. Because they have no idea how to walk anymore. Because they're just like in the tree constantly. It looks like they're swimming on the ground and it's just weird. Have you ever seen a sloth try to walk?
1: I don't think I have.
0: It's the weirdest experience ever. I actually saw that when we went to Costa Rica when I was like nine. We actually were on a back road in the rainforest, and there was a sloth crossing the road, and we stopped and watched it. And it is so bizarre because it's just like, and it's just like, it's chill, and it's. They just have these little smiles, and it's like,
1: "Mm.
0: (laughs) "Mm." and I'm like, buddy, you don't know what you're doing. He's like, no, no, I don't really care. No, I don't. But I'm thirsty, and I want to go over to that water. <laughs> but um, but apparently, uh, like I said, I talked about how uh, they are believed to have been able to climb trees, uh, burrowing. Just keeps coming back and back because uh, they've shown uh, pictures of the types of burrows that are believed to have been made by giant ground sloths, and like. I could walk in it comfortably because of just how massive these creatures are and how much they just dig and dig and dig and they're just big, big things that they just burrow through and rock climbing, there was a whole uh, whole speed like a whole group of them that would just go straight up into the mountains and live in these caves up top that were crazy, um and then even there was a whole a whole species that swam. That were, like, super into swimming. And it was called the Thalasochnus. And it was an actual marine giant sloth. And they were very cool because they slowly adapted to marine life. And it had... It was kind of like this cool cross between, like, a marine iguana and a manatee. And it was uh it would kind of go down and it would swim to the like the bottom where the rocks were and it would use those big claws to hook to the rocks and then use these big like meaty lips to kind of like suction up the uh up the kelp and stuff that were like stuck to the rocks and it was just like this cool weird adaptation that they just did and there was like all of these crazy, weird adaptations that just kept springing up and up and up and up through this whole chain of of animals, and it was just so cool. Like I kept wanting to focus on one thing, and it was impossible because <laughs> there's just oh look at that sloth, oh look at that sloth, and they just kept coming. <laughs> um,
1: Guys, that's what it's like to go the zoo with Chase. Oh my
0: goodness, the zoo.
1: <laughs> I I he would run from exhibit to exhibit and I would have to yell, "Wait, wait for me." Yeah,
0: and we went we went to the zoo about a year ago. Uh it was like one of our big first big dates. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're dating by the way, if you oh, don't yeah. know us. Um <laughs> uh it was our first big date like where we were like leaving town. Uh, we went to Atlanta for the first time and it was there was like children everywhere cuz it was like kids cuz it was a
1: Friday and you children know children were going field on field trips. trips yeah
0: and I was the biggest child there <laughs> yeah like you had all these all these chaperones and Beth was like having the worst time of all of them <laughs> No,
1: I had the best like, time. Like she had the best
0: time but like wrangling children wise she was having the worst time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um so, I want to talk a little bit about Megatherium a little bit more, uh, just because I did so much research on him alone. Uh, so, that Megatherium guy, I talked about how, you know, he's 20 feet long, 12 feet high if, you, if he stands on his hind legs. So, that is, oh, I can't even think of how tall 12 feet is.
1: How tall are your ceilings? They look about 10.
0: They're 12 feet. It's not. It's twelve feet is as bigger. As, yeah, it's twelve feet is big. That's all I can think of is twelve feet is big. And they walked funny. They had a weird, weird, weird walk because they could walk upright, but they had to. They put all their weight on like the side, their outer ankle,
1: huh.
0: which is really weird. Uh, I don't know if you saw it uh, when we went to like the museum. I bought the. I have this little um, this little Megatherium toy. And if you see him, like, his ankles are at this weird angle. And this is why, because they walk at this weird angle like this. And out of all four families, there's only one that can walk flat-footed. Huh. And that's the family that uh, the megalonics belongs to. Um, what is that again? The, the megalinicids. Oh.
1: Um,
0: but, um, so they would hobble on their sides. But... This is enough to make them the world's, the, the tallest bipedal mammal ever. Huh. 12 feet standing on two legs that they could walk. Just imagine 12 feet tall, a giant hairy monster with giant claws walking towards you. Even if it's got, like, a big branch of leaves in its hand, like, that's the most terrifying thing I've ever could imagine.
1: Talking about this is making me think that, what like, Bigfoot.
0: Oh, th- this is going to be a revelation we have every single time we do this podcast. Every single time. It's going to be like, oh, no, this one's Bigfoot. No, no, I'm pretty sure this one is Bigfoot. <laughs> no, this one's Bigfoot. <laughs> Easy. Every single time.
1: Or Bigfoot is all of them. Bigfoot is a shapeshifter. <gasps>
0: <gasps> um, they also had this like muscular tail uh, that would serve as kind of like a tripod to uh, balance them out to help them because they couldn't stand on their own two feet because they're big dummies that couldn't balance. <laughs> so they had this tail that would help them balance and help them walk.
1: That's cool. Well, why do I feel like there's another animal that also does that?
0: It's called kangaroo.
1: Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Again, guys, I don't know nothing about animals.
0: It's okay. Um, there's probably more animals that do that. Yeah. But it was the first one I can think of. And yes. I want it to sound really condescending. That's also gonna be another running theme of this what of this podcast is Hey, come on my fun animal adventure. Why aren't you smarter? Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> As it took so long to set up the equipment. I know,
0: I'm I'm so dumb. Um um so let's talk about how things die um, no. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about extinction or no do we, how do we want to play this
1: let's, talk, let's just go with it
0: okay um, so extinction for the mega was like everything and when I say mega theorem I'm also talking about the rest of the uh, giant ground sloths it was slow Um, because when the ice age came uh, naturally they got bigger because things and the cold things got bigger to make help them survive you can hold more energy in uh, keep warmer stuff like that but for an animal that already was very um, very hold held very tightly to its energy resources once things started to heat up again having that much extra weight and that much extra just that much extra became a huge detriment um they would overheat very easily they became practically immobile because any amount of extended activity would burn them out so They slowly became uh, began to uh, stop reproducing. Uh, They became sitting ducks for uh, predators like uh, saber-tooth tigers and the like. And uh, because if they extended them, overexerted themselves, they would just overheat and burn up. And that's what I was talking about when we were talking about: Would you like to be a giant? (laughs) Would you like to be a sloth? Because if you overexert yourself when you were holding on to that much energy, that you're being that specific with overexerting yourself burns you up like a roaming candle. You're just like, boom. <laughs> um, so that was something that kind of kept happening to them. Um, so uh, the, the nice, neat number that a lo- you'll see a lot of the time is that all of these animals died out about 10,000 years ago. Um, but you'll see a lot of times with extinction, it's never that easy. It's never that nice. Na- neat and clean um, so from what I was seeing about 11,000 years ago about 90% of all the animals were dead um, but there were a lot of holdouts uh, everything in North America was pretty much gone but South America held on to a lot of animals but kind of like mammoths did mammoths went to the islands and mammoths got smaller and this is kind of what sloths did they went to the islands got smaller um and there you will see n- numbers where uh some lasted till about 10,600 years ago some lasted till about 10,200 years ago and then on Cuba some lasted until about 6,250 years ago
1: that's not
0: that that's not that. that long ago and then you have one that this number I'm not ha- once again I saw it on National Geographic they're very reputable, but it's the one place I saw it. Um, l- one is believed to have lasted 4,200 years ago. That's That's, not that's like, practically before the BC turnover thing. It's, like, right there. So, like, we narrowly missed having Giants lost within the modern era. Crazy. Well, not the modern era, but, like, recorded history and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, like science and (laughs) stings um so today only two live uh and the what we have left are just they're so very different from what a giant sloth was you know they're practically a completely different species or they are a completely different species to be honest um But they're uh, very, very, um, they're very different. Uh, What we have left is a very different animal. Um, But this is kind of where things began and where things started. And that's kind of what this podcast is going to be all about, is seeing where what we're left with kind of began and where things first started looking familiar, because we have Everybody kind of knows what dinosaurs were, and everybody knows how dinosaurs were so different from what we know, but we have this whole period in between dinosaurs and now that were kind of familiar, but so alien at the same time, and that's what we're going to explore here, and I'm really excited to get into more of it. I hope you learned something. I feel like I learned something this time around. Did yeah. you learn anything? Oh, so many things. <laughs> okay, good. Because I uh, I feel like I babbled through a lot of that. But um, that's kind of what I've got this week for us on uh, on the Megaphone of Power Hour. For uh, That first section is called Nothing But the Facts. And I think there were facts in there? Yeah. Yeah, sh- sure, sure. There were facts feel good about the facts that we presented um, today. Um, We do have another section. I want everybody to get ready. This uh, will not come as a shock for anybody who does read animalsarefreakingawesome.com. It's kind of a staple, and it will continue to be a staple even in our podcast. It's a nice little section called, Can I Wrestle It? And it's a simple question, and it's an important question because everybody needs to know if this thing came back tomorrow, can I wrestle it? And Beth, I need you to I need you. Cause everybody knows my takes when I'm writing my own articles. This is the first time I have an outside source telling me their opinion for a rundown. I'm about anywhere from six one to six three. About three thirty. I got some muscles. I have a beard. I'm a burly man. Beth. Tell me, can I wrestle a giant ground sloth?
1: Well, it's two of you in height-wise. Yes. And it has big, giant claws. But. But. It seems like a very docile creature. True. So, I feel like if you tried, you could wrestle it. All right,
0: what do I have to do to really, like, get it?
1: Um. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good answer. I mean, that's a quali- quality answer. I
1: mean, you could just tackle it, I feel like, and it would be like, what's happening? Yeah. And then you'd be like, one, two, three. And then you'd be like, I did it. I wrestled it. You did.
0: I mean, we we do have to take into account, once again, there are a hundred different types of these things, and some of them are real small. Oh, yeah. Remember, there were some that were really itty bitty. I can probably throw around one of the little ones. Yeah,
1: one of the little guys. Like I can, I can,
0: I can pull one of those dudes on a chokehold real easy.
1: Yeah. One, two, three, done. One, two,
0: three, done. That that dude will he'll tap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like easy. But like, let's let's make it fair. Ooh, ooh. No, no. Let's 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 keep it on board. Mega theorem. That's who we're talking about, right? Obviously. We mainly
1: talked about. That. I mean,
0: that's what everybody really ca- paid to see. They nobody wanted to see me like fight the fish, dude. Yes. They wanted me to. They wanted me versus Megatherium. That's what's yeah. on the marquee. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, folks. I wish I could do it, but I think he's got my number on this one. He's got a tail.
1: Oh, I forgot about the tail.
0: Yeah. Everybody's gonna forget about the tail until he turns around and hits me in the head with a club that's on his body, and I'm not ready for that. That's true. Oh my goodness. I think Mega Theorem's got me this time. Yeah. All right, man. I don't know. That's, 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 can I wrestle it? It's a quick, sh- it's a quick segment, but. Yeah.
1: Compared to you, nothing but the facts.
0: <laughs> nothing but the facts. Because there was a lot of facts there we had to cover. There were so many facts. And, and we got
1: sad- sidetracked so many times. So
0: many sidetracks. Luckily, I might be able to learn how to edit and we could take some of those sidetracks out. We'll see. We will definitely see. Yes. Uh, but we have another section. Oh, no. It's a fun section, because this is where I stop talking so much. Ready? Because it's called quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. Quiz time. <laughs> We're going to quiz Beth to see how much she was listening during Nothing But The Facts. We have six questions. And as you said, I said earlier, I have a little figurine of a mega theorem. It's on the table now. And Beth could win it. She could take it home with her as a prize if she gets four out of these six questions correctly. Beth, it's literally not on the table. (laughs) It's at work, but I'll bring it home if you win it. She's been staring, trying... Instead of listening to me, (laughs) she's been trying to find this thing.
1: I heard, if if I... Answer, four out
0: of six. She's going to do great. If she gets four out of six of these questions right, she gets to take home this little souvenir, the Megatherum statuette. Are you ready, Beth? No. For quiz time. Quiz time, quiz time, quiz time. (coughs) All right, first question. Which American founding father has a giant ground sloth named after him?
1: Thomas Jefferson's coming home.
0: And we're getting sued again. But that is the correct answer. Congratulations. That's one. Boom.
1: I think there's a rule where you, if you, you can use, like, if you get away with it, if it's not more than 15 seconds.
0: Good to know. Uh, we'll still see. Um, all right. Question two. What fruit was likely preserved because the giant's lost eating habit?
1: Avocados.
0: Nice. That is two.
1: You hipsters with your avocado toast.
0: All right, number three. How many families of ground sloth were there? I'm I mean?
1: three
0: or six. Three. Is that your final answer? Yes.
1: Ah, 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 ah. Was it six?
0: It was four. Oh.
1: <laughs> You know numbers aren't my strong suit. (laughs) It's
0: okay. We are on question four. Are you ready? Yep. All right. What did the sloth's teeth lack?
1: Enamel. Yes, correct. They were soft.
0: They were soft. Those stupid soft sloths. (laughs) All right. Question five. How tall... Did the megatherum stand on its hind legs? 12 feet. That is correct! All righty. You have already won the megatherum statue, but can you go for a whopping 5 out of 6? Are you ready for the final answer? (laughs) Yes. What other animals are sloths closely related to?
1: Um, Aardvarks. Well, anteaters. Uh-huh. Aka art marks. right? Are they the same?
0: Just answer your question.
1: <laughs> and armadillos.
0: Repeat your answer.
1: Armadillos and ant eaters. Okay, correct.
0: She got six, five out of six. Congratulations. Here is your prize in your mind because we don't literally have it here. It's at work. I'll bring it to you later.
1: I thought that it was. And I was like, wait, babe, I thought it was at work.
0: I don't even have a table here. We're on a counter. You were looking around the whole apartment.
1: But it's like a table. It's
0: like a table, but we're good. <laughs> Artfarks and animators are not the same thing. They're different animals.
1: What's an aardvark? Arthur. I thought he was. Like,
0: <laughs> no, he's not. He's an aardvark.
1: I need to go look at what aardvark's are. All right,
0: we'll do that afterwards. Okay. Okay. All right. And now we're moving on to our final section of the day. And it's a simple one. And it's just an opinion section. It's Beth. Beth, let's rate that megafauna.
1: Okay, I am going to rate the giant sloth. Seven out of ten barks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, why Why seven out of ten?
1: Because I like that they're just little gentle, big, fluffy dudes that just are chilling.
0: Just, just chilling? Yeah. Just chilling babies? Some
1: of them can swim. Some of them? I thought it was really cool that they could swim. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, a big furry guy like swim That's so cute. <laughs> um... And, I mean, it's a sloth. Who doesn't love a sloth?
0: I have a friend who's deathly afraid of sloths.
1: Well, that person hates sloths.
0: <laughs> yes, that's exactly who. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, sloths are cool. Sloths are
0: very cool. So I have a couple questions. Yes. Um, is there anything you were wishing that you would have loved to know more of?
1: Um... There was, and now I forgot it. I don't know. Okay.
0: We can come back to that if you think yeah. of it, maybe. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite thing you learned?
1: Ooh. The Thomas Jefferson thing. <laughs> that
0: was really cool. I think that was my favorite, too.
1: Yeah. And um, that... They could like climb and just go live in caves, and then the fact that we're gonna think that every animal is um, Bigfoot—that's
0: <laughs> very fascinating. Yes. Very cool. That was awesome. Now tell me, how many people are you gonna go talk about Grounds Lost to after we're done recording this?
1: Um, everyone in the office. <laughs> my whole family. Yes.
0: That's important. That's what this is all about. It's about getting people excited about animals.
1: And all of our friends tonight.
0: Absolutely. We're all going to talk about sloths. We are. (laughs) Everybody's going to learn about sloths. I want everybody at home to go and talk about sloths. Tell everybody something fascinating you learned about today. Go outside. Tweet at us. Tell us all about it. Yeah. Follow us over at Animals Are Freaking Awesome. Uh, it's uh, we're at Freaking Awesome or Freaking Animals. Freaking Animals. We're at Freaking Animals on Twitter, and we are at animalsarefreakingawesome.com. dot com, and continue to follow us online and listen to us on SoundCloud. I think we're gonna be on iTunes, maybe.
1: Maybe. Um, and we can work on creating like a Facebook.
0: Yeah, we're going to be creating, we're going to be working on creating social media presence and yeah. all that fun stuff. It's going to be a good, it's an experiment and we're working and we're building. Yeah. Um, we want to uh, do a couple shout outs uh, to some people that helped us out. Our friend
1: Allison LaCricchio for making our wonderful logo.
0: Oh my goodness, that art is amazing. We're so excited to have that. Uh, just to start off right out the bat with just some amazing fun artwork uh helps us feel so much more legit than we really are um and that's our show uh that's we just want to say until next time
1: don't go extinct
0: yeah